Hey there, Chris. We hope you're ready for a news-packed day. Absolutely. And speaking of days, it looks like a crisp one in New York City. With highs of 38 degrees and a clear sky from morning till evening, sounds like a perfect Sunday. So, while you enjoy that clear sky, let's dive into today's top stories. Former President Donald Trump is making headlines again, claiming his criminal indictments have actually boosted his support among black Americans. At a black tie event in South Carolina, he likened his legal troubles to the historic discrimination faced by black people in the U.S., sparking both support and skepticism within the community. I'm Steve Onsker. And I'm Jonathan Martin, and this is the Daily Digest from PocketPod News. Meanwhile, over in Russia, President Vladimir Putin is striking a confident tone about overcoming Western sanctions and supporting Ukraine's war efforts. Celebrating Defenders of the Fatherland Day with military displays and tributes to Russian achievements, Putin remains defiant despite internal and external pressures. And back on the U.S. political front, former President Donald Trump secures a win in the South Carolina Republican primary against Nikki Haley. This victory not only cements his path to possibly securing the GOP nomination for a third time, but also sets the stage for what might be shaping up as a rematch with President Joe Biden come 2024. So much to unpack with these stories, from political maneuvers in South Carolina to global tensions surrounding Russia's actions. Stay with us. We've got all the insights you need to navigate these complex times. This message is brought to you by PocketPod. Say goodbye to one-size-fits-all podcasts and hello to a fully personalized listening experience with AI-crafted podcast made just for you. Head over to PocketPod.app to join the waitlist. At a recent black tie event in South Carolina, former President Donald Trump made some remarks that have reverberated far beyond the room. Yes, he claimed that his criminal indictments have actually increased his support among black Americans. He likened his legal challenges to the kind of discrimination historically faced by black people in the U.S. And those comments have sparked quite a bit of controversy. Accusations of pandering and racism were quick to follow, with critics from both sides of the aisle weighing in. But despite skepticism from some quarters, Trump and his supporters are pushing the narrative that the Republican Party aligns more closely with black voters' values than they might realize. To help us unpack all this, we've got PocketPod News political correspondent Jessica Mallory joining us. Jessica, Trump's comparison of his legal woes to systemic racism, how's that playing out among black voters? Well, Jonathan, it's a complex issue. Former President Donald Trump's remarks, where he likened his legal challenges to the historical discrimination against black Americans, have certainly sparked conversation. However, the feedback isn't uniformly positive. While Trump claims that his indictments have actually increased his support among black Americans, seeing him as a victim akin to their own experiences with the U.S. legal system, this assertion is met with skepticism by some within the black community. The apprehension stems from a broader context of Trump's career and his actions as a real estate developer and politician, which have been marked by accusations of racism. Interesting point on the skepticism there. Could you dive deeper into the reactions to Trump's speech? I understand there was quite a bit of criticism. Absolutely. The reaction to Trump's speech has been sharply divided. Critics, including Democrats like former Louisiana rapper Cedric Richmond and Republicans such as former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley, have condemned Trump's remarks as pandering and even racist. Haley's response came the morning after the speech, highlighting how quickly criticism emerged from both sides of the aisle. 
The divisive nature of Trump's rhetoric is not new, but continues to stir controversy within political circles and beyond. Now, regarding those criminal indictments against Trump, he mentions, can you tell us more about those? Sure thing. Donald Trump faces 91 felony charges across various allegations, including efforts to overturn the 2020 election results, mishandling classified documents, and arranging payments to a porn actress, among others. What's notable here is that despite these serious charges, there's no evidence suggesting President Joe Biden or White House officials had any hand in influencing these indictments, countering any narrative of them being purely politically motivated attacks. Moving on to something a bit broader here, how are Republicans attempting to appeal to black voters amid all this? That's an excellent question. The Republican Party argues that investing time and money into outreach efforts could indeed sway more black voters towards their platform, believing that their policies on various issues already resonate within this community. This belief suggests an ongoing strategy within the party aimed at broadening its appeal among demographic groups that have traditionally leaned Democratic. Jessica, before we wrap up, any final thoughts on how all this plays into Trump's larger narrative or its implications for future political dynamics? Certainly, Jonathan. Donald Trump's assertion that his legal troubles have won him further support among Black Americans fits into a larger narrative where he portrays himself as a victim of political persecution akin to historical injustices faced by this community, a claim met with both skepticism and criticism for perceived pandering and insensitivity towards complex racial issues in America. Despite efforts from some within his party to appeal more broadly to black voters based on policy issues alone, skepticism remains due both controversies surrounding Trump specifically and broader perceptions about the party's stance on race-related matters. That was PocketPod News political correspondent Jessica Mallory. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Jonathan. As the conflict in Ukraine enters its third year, Russian President Vladimir Putin is taking center stage in a carefully choreographed show of strength. Absolutely. From flying in a new nuclear-capable bomber to driving a truck across Russia, Putin's public appearances are more than just photo ops. They're part of a broader strategy to project confidence in Russia's military might and economic resilience despite ongoing Western sanctions and the complexities of war. And it's not just about military might. The Rossio exhibit and Defender of the Fatherland Day celebrations play into this narrative, too, showcasing technological achievements and drawing parallels to Soviet victories in World War II. But beneath this veneer of national pride, there's another story. Independent polls suggest mixed feelings among Russians about the war, with some expressing fatigue or desire for peace negotiations. Meanwhile, dissent is being met with an iron fist. To delve deeper into Putin's public image campaign amidst the ongoing conflict, we're joined by PocketPod News international political correspondent Sarah Rogers. Sarah, what can you tell us about the impact of these efforts on both domestic support for the war and international perceptions? Well, Jonathan, President Putin's public image campaign is quite strategic, aiming to solidify his grip on power by projecting an aura of invincibility and control. His numerous public appearances and statements, particularly those that highlight his direct involvement in military and civilian initiatives, are designed to reassure the Russian populace of the country's strength despite the ongoing conflict in Ukraine. 
For instance, his flight in the 2160M strategic bomber over Kazan is a clear message of military might. That sounds quite theatrical. How do these actions resonate with the Russian public and the international community? On the domestic front, these actions stir a mix of responses. The eve of the war anniversary coinciding with Defender of the Fatherland Day showcases this perfectly. By aligning Russia's current military endeavors in Ukraine with the historical victories of World War II, Putin taps into deep-seated national pride and nostalgia for Soviet-era heroism. This resonates well with a significant portion of the population that views Russia's military actions as a continuation of its historical greatness. Internationally, however, these spectacles, along with exhibitions like Rossiya, which glorifies advancements under Putin's rule, including territorial annexations, are met with skepticism. They're seen as attempts to legitimize what many view as aggressive expansionism and disregard for international law. Speaking of Rossiya exhibit, how does it play into this broader narrative Putin is crafting? The Rossiya exhibit is essentially a physical manifestation of Putin's vision for Russia, a showcase meant to inspire nationalistic fervor by highlighting technological advancements, military power, and controversial territorial claims. Items like hypersonic missiles and nuclear-powered icebreakers signal technological prowess, while exhibitions from regions claimed by Moscow in 2022 remind visitors of Russia's expanding influence. It's propaganda aimed at fostering pride among Russians while challenging Western narratives about Russia's isolation due to sanctions. And what about public sentiment towards the war? Is there uniform support? Interestingly enough, Jonathan, despite heavy-handed state propaganda efforts aiming to drum up support for the war effort against Ukraine, independent polls reveal a more nuanced picture among Russians. Some express pride or indifference, likely influenced by state-controlled media narratives, while others show signs of fatigue or a desire for peace negotiations. This indicates a more divided society than official narratives suggest. With such division, how does the Kremlin address dissent? The Kremlin has taken a hardline approach towards suppressing dissenting voices or even neutral critiques regarding its military actions in Ukraine. Repressive laws have been enacted targeting critics with arrests and severe penalties. Key opposition figures like Alexei Navalny face dire consequences which serve as stark warnings to others who might consider speaking out against the war effort. It seems President Putin is navigating a complex landscape of domestic sentiment and international scrutiny through these efforts. Exactly, Jonathan. Despite projecting confidence through public displays of strength and resilience, beneath this veneer lies a society grappling with mixed feelings about ongoing hostilities and an administration employing stringent measures against those who oppose its narrative. That was PocketPod News International political correspondent Sarah Rogers. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Jonathan. The political landscape is heating up with Donald Trump's significant victory in South Carolina's Republican primary.
Absolutely. This win over former UN ambassador and South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley isn't just a win, it's a statement. Trump is solidifying his path to potentially securing the Republican nomination for the third consecutive time, despite facing numerous indictments and controversies. And with this victory, we're also looking at the possibility of a 2020 rematch between Trump and President Joe Biden. Both camps are already preparing for what could be another historic election. To break down these developments and what they mean for both parties, we'll be speaking to PocketPod News national political correspondent Ron Stevens. Absolutely, Jonathan. Donald Trump's victory in South Carolina is a significant milestone in the Republican primary race. Beating Nikki Haley, a prominent figure from his own party and the former governor of that state, sends a powerful message about his enduring influence within the GOP. This win on Saturday, February 24, 2024, not only highlights Trump's strength, but also underscores his clean sweep of the early contests for Republican delegates. That's quite a statement victory in Haley's home state. Speaking of Nikki Haley, how does this loss affect her campaign strategy moving forward? Nikki Haley's loss in South Carolina is indeed a major setback given her deep connections in history as the state's governor from 2011 to 2017. Despite this blow to her campaign, she has vowed to continue fighting through Super Tuesday. However, this defeat raises serious questions about her viability against Trump's strong base support within the party. It's going to be an uphill battle for her from here on out. Interesting perspective there. Now, with Trump and Biden potentially heading for a rematch, how are both camps positioning themselves? Both sides are gearing up for what could potentially be another historic showdown in November 2024. The possibility of a rematch between Donald Trump and President Joe Biden is becoming increasingly likely as both men have started launching attacks focusing on policy failures, age concerns, and leadership capabilities. These criticisms not only mark the beginning of their campaigns, but also highlight the central themes that may define their electoral battle. And what about voter sentiments in South Carolina? How do they play into all of this? Voter sentiments in South Carolina are particularly interesting because they reveal a lot about why Trump might have performed so strongly there. AP VoteCast data suggests that many South Carolinians oppose continued aid to Ukraine and have lukewarm feelings about NATO, positions that align closely with Trump's views. These sentiments likely contributed to his strong showing in the primary and might indicate broader national trends as we move closer to Super Tuesday. With all these developments, Trump still faces significant legal challenges. How do you see this affecting his campaign? Despite facing 91 criminal charges related to various allegations, including efforts to overturn his 2020 election loss, among others, Trump's political strength seems unshaken for now. His first criminal trial is set to begin on March 25th, yet his performance in early primaries indicates that at least within the Republican base, his support remains strong. Lastly, Ron, let's touch upon the Democratic primary overview briefly. On the Democratic side, Jonathan President Joe Biden won South Carolina's Democratic primary earlier this month against Congressman Dean Phillips. Although Biden is expected to secure his party's nomination fairly easily, he faces internal criticism over military support provided to Israel amidst its conflict with Hamas, which highlights some divisions within his party. Thank you, Ron, for those insights. My pleasure, Jonathan. And that's the Daily Digest for Sunday, February 25th, 2024. I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker. Thank you for listening. We hope you have a great day and we will see you tomorrow. This podcast was created by PocketPod entirely with AI. If you'd like to learn more, head over to pocketpod.pp.